0: Hey everybody, my name is Sol Roa. Um, Welcome to the show. And once again, I'm well—not really once again—for the first time, I'm here with Miss Caramel. Hello, Ms. hello, Caramel.
1: <laughs> hi, <laughs> it's me.
0: <laughs> so today we're going to be having the first episode of this show, and we're going to first talk about what it was like getting hired for us, the entire process, and maybe you guys can pick something up about that when we were getting hired it was right before about a year or two right before the pandemic (laughs) (laughs) pre-pandemic days yes Mm. and back then i didn't like how the uh, hiring process was going on i still don't like the hiring process nobody likes it (laughs) (laughs) it's very it's like you're being interrogated and i don't like that feeling i don't think anybody does
1: that's true it's like if you enjoy the hiring process good for you but that's strange (laughs) that's like (laughs) no one like i'm so sorry but that's strange (laughs) like going through all the tests having to prove that you are worthy of the job and then having to Make sure that you get everything that you want out of the job When they're trying to get everything they need out of you at the lowest price point It's just a stressful process, right?
0: Yeah, I don't like the fact that they probe almost everything about your life And it's so intrusive They ask for things like your record whether you've done crime or not (laughs) yeah (laughs) I understand that because that's uh that that would be that's common sense right you don't want your employees to be former people who do bad things because the tendency is they might be repeat offenders but at the same time right You (laughs) you don't like having to prove to other people that you haven't done any crime
1: yeah it's like do you need a certificate of good moral character like what is this
0: <laughs> there's that and then there's the uh the never-ending physical tests that you have to go through you have to send them a medical
1: oh man <laughs> um
0: yeah. results lab results to let them know whether or not that you're hiding some kind of illness illness or not because they're going to start paying for your uh, coverage and they want to know what they're getting into.
1: Mm. You know, I always found that so weird. Because, wh- like, for example, you have a desk job. It doesn't matter if you're really, quote-unquote, fit, right? And there's also this question of, uh, what about your mental health? Are you required to disclose any illnesses or mental you know, difficulties with your job? Or to the job that you're applying for, right? So, I don't know. Feels just like another hoop that you have to step through
0: i think they just want to make sure that they're getting you know normal people when i say normal people that don't have problems because it's harder it's like when you buy a fixer upper right you want there to be minimal problems so that you don't have to spend as much getting Mm -hmm. things up and running
1: Mm, i get it i get that point but at the same time like (laughs) are you just never going to hire anybody who has mental difficulties think
0: of it this way human resources aren't meant to look at people in a humane way they're looking at them as assets (laughs) very good point (laughs) right they're looking at them as things that are going to help them reach their goals for their companies I'm not saying they're they're inhuman alright but they're being trained that way they're being trained to Know and weigh the the pros and cons of hiring certain people. They mm. they have the longer I guess, just like with any other profession, the longer that they are doing it, the more jaded and <laughs> just uh, numb they become to certain <laughs> things. And it's definitely
1: and, discriminatory.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now that I say that out loud, it it sounds like I'm painting the human resources in a bad light. I'm not. <laughs> it's their job, right? It's their job to make sure that the best people are hired to do the job. Or at least the best people available to them are hired to do the job. So, you know, you can't really blame them for doing their job. It's their job. Mm. At the same, but at the same time, it still that doesn't make <laughs> it doesn't the make process it right. <laughs> any, any uh, more pleasant for the people who are mm-hmm. actually trying to get hired.
1: Exactly.
0: Right. You know, I, there's this thing when I was younger. Well, I still am young. (laughs) We're
1: forever 18. Uh,
0: But way back when I was, you know, a kid or during my teenage years, my parents and other elderly folk always told me that I should never get a tattoo because I'm going to have a... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're going to have a bad time looking for a job. Yeah, I was going (laughs) to
0: have a, a rough time finding a job because employers generally don't want to hire people with ink and i for the longest time i couldn't understand why i thought it was just some aesthetic thing that you looked dirty if you, <laughs> you had ink which that's not since we're, we, oh, were, yeah. we were yeah we were we were born in a more well we studied in a more liberal university and we were surrounded with very liberal people and our mindset even before we entered that school was uh already pretty free uh for lack of a better term the tattoos didn't really bother me
1: it do, they don't matter right it's not it's, it but it, then again I it started doesn't matter
0: <laughs> in, in, in in more when i started working and i started to think about it really it uh, dawned on me that it, it was maybe it was more of how the corporation or the company wanted to market itself right if a certain person didn't reflect the values that they had then clearly they they would think twice before hiring that person for example if their core ideals didn't um include having tattoos as the norm they just wouldn't you know (laughs) let it happen
1: i feel like any company who has that standard In our current society is definitely outdated, especially since, again, tattoos don't affect how you do your job. I understand it's about an image you want to present, but, hmm, still questionable.
0: I think it matters because it kind of depends on what kind of tattoo you have. Just what it is. Whether you have one or not shouldn't be that big of a deal because that's your business, not theirs. Exactly. But... If you're, if you have a tattoo that could be considered offensive on all <laughs> okay. levels, like inex, inexcusably offensive, then maybe, yes, uh, you may not be hired for a job mm. because of your tattoo. For example, if you were a teacher and you had a swastika
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: tattoo somewhere that was visible, yeah, I don't think really that's, a, <laughs> I yeah. don't think that's, that's conducive for your work.
1: Uh, I guess it's a different thing if you're required to be viewed Maybe if you're on the back end of stuff, then that it shouldn't matter. But if you're being, um, how do I say this? If you're presenting yourself to people, then maybe. It's yes. still It's, it's still. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I,
0: I agree. As long as it doesn't get in the way of your work, then it should be fine. Mm-mm. And they're not, you know, forcing down their opinions okay, <laughs> regarding their ink. Uh, down other people's throats then it's it's all good,
1: yeah, but
0: oh excuse me i i then that was how I thought about it. then I started to hear about how certain tattoos meant certain things, like if you had the teardrop tattoo, it meant that you killed somebody <laughs> <and> <laughs> yeah. so on and so <laughs> forth there were there were all those kinds of things, and uh something about the fish and I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, Good swimmer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, I guess, in a way, people get judged because of the tattoos that they had. Not because of the design, but because of their symbolism. Mm. There's meaning behind the tattoo. And only to those who know, uh, they have more insight to the people who have the tattoo than most people would. It's almost like voyeurism.
1: (laughs) I've always wondered about that. Like, do we have a thriving tattoo culture here?
0: I think so. I think uh, the Philippines has one of the largest or most unique uh, tribal tattoo history. Okay. It's it's so much so that we even have a word for those who are ink, and it's called uh, pintados. For those who...
1: Mm. Uh, I didn't know. Something new today. <laughs> yeah, it's uh,
0: it, the mean a pinta means paint in our language, Mm-mm. and when you are inked, you are called a pintado.
1: It means
0: you got you got painted all over. And I'm not sure how they do the inking, but I know that it's a painful process. And <laughs> just like in other cultures, the inking here meant a lot. When it came to communities, at least mm. when, uh, way back when, there were certain tattoos that were only given to the warrior cast, and there were certain tattoos that were only given to the leader casts, mm. things like that. If I remember correctly, I, I haven't delved that deep into that end of our. Culture. Because again people were saying tattoos were bad. <laughs> when yeah. <I> was younger. <laughs> Don't get tattoos.
1: <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum I was always told not to get a tattoo because you can't donate blood. It's more of like, oh that's oh, yeah, not that's healthy another for thing. you. That's another <laughs> Something thing, like that. right?
0: You, you can't get tattoos because your blood's going to be contaminated I for mean, some reason. I
1: wonder if that's still relevant. Like isn't that uh, I think there are new there's a new kind of ink or at least tattooing has become more widespread to the point that like after a year you can donate as long as the tattoo is no longer new i'm not sure i will have to look it up (laughs) i have no idea idea.
0: (laughs) but anyway if you if you're going to get a job and your job requires you not to get a tattoo then don't get a tattoo
1: (laughs) or find a different you know company (laughs) like yeah. obviously if you have a tattoo and then the company is like no we don't want yeah. anybody tattooed you don't want to work there yeah
0: well anyway this isn't the tattoo episode oh, yet, yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh this is the getting hired episode and so going back to getting hired getting hired again as we have expressed our feelings deeply a while ago it's not a fun or pleasant experience as you are put on the spotlight against your will Mm-hmm
1: the money you get is fun like after you get hired but you know after before that like the process hmm. i think it's
0: only fun if you actually get the money if you have <laughs> to spend it on things against your will again okay. <laughs> it's not fun good point. either good point, it's good like point. when you when you when you're working for money that you can spend freely it's like by your own whim you can you can spend it on whatever you want. Then yeah, that's fun money. But when you're the kind of person who has a lot of responsibilities, you have family to take care of, you have pets, or you know utilities just keep creeping because inflation is out of control. Yeah. Then <laughs> yes, uh, that's not the fun version mm. of it, and. Man, we we know a lot of people like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, they they graduated in one of the most prestigious universities, got a job that paid so well, and yet they seemed unhappy because they their parents stopped working and just started leeching off of them. Mm. And I'm trying my best not to name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's really common here in the Philippines. Where if somebody Gets out of poverty. Uh, sometimes it's the family. What's well, not? Is it common? Well, in certain in certain groups, it is. So it's common when somebody rises out of poverty. They bring their entire family with them, and then the problem is that because they're the one who has money, inevitably they're the one who's shouldering the current expenses, right? And yeah. then it's it becomes a problem when those people don't want to, you know, better. Or find ways to get more money Or to help that main breadwinner But you know That's a completely other episode <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> It's it
0: terrible I think Anyway uh, I guess Family issues are in a different episodes
1: It's a pretty complex issue here Because it's like culturally We're very close with our family right So there's this sense of You have to help each other And then there's also this idea that of utang na loob, right? You owe your parents things because they are the ones who raised you. And those are both good things, but at the same time, it's only when it becomes a bit too much, that's where the problem begins. But you know, but it's not easy to get out of poverty, so I also get why yes. these things happen as well.
0: Right? Yes. So bottom line, if you get a good paying job, don't let people know. <laughs> I guess once they find out, you know, they st- Start being a bigger Part of your They try to be A bigger part of your life And it's not gonna be Fun for you <laughs> So When you were Looking for a job mm. How did you do it how, how did you How did you For a lack of a Better term, Sell yourself <laughs> Publicly So that okay. The, the, the uh, Well The, all you the human resources so <laughs> <laughs> The human resource People would take A lot Your Your resume
1: Okay, So there have been like three times that I had to look for a job and the most common way that I found a job was sending a resume through different online websites and then taking so many freaking online tests that just consumed, <laughs> oh man that's so irritating because you take all those tests and then you don't know if you pass because nobody tells you if you passed so Anyway, I have taken so many online tests and have submitted my resume online so many times That's the main way I got like two of the jobs But the easiest one uh, that I got was through knowing somebody Like I didn't know there was an opening and then they knew there was an opening and they, they they were already accepted So there was another position open For that same position Or there's another slot open for that same position And they told me, hey, you can apply here I'll tell the HR department That I know you That uh, I can vouch for your character And then when I got there The interview was very easy Very smooth They felt there was a sense of ease That somebody vouched for me But there were still so many freaking tests My god, that was so irritating So I don't So it was easy in terms of of interviews, but there were so many tests, and those are the ways that I found my job, my jobs, like previous jobs.
0: That's that's interesting. So hmm. the takeaway there is people uh, build your network connections while you're not yet well, whenever you get the chance. Yeah, because be friendly, you guys. <laughs> you never know when that somebody might suddenly be the door to the next opportunity you're looking for and the other takeaway would be just keep on trying mm. because you never know which resume it is that's going to <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be accepted speaking of which resume <laughs> yeah
1: sorry i laughed because of that resume yeah, thing
0: <laughs> there seems to be this art now of tailor making your resumes to fit certain job applications and yeah i think miss caravan has more experience <laughs> regarding the matter <laughs> Than I. (laughs) So go ahead and tell them how it's done. All right.
1: Okay. So the thing is, when I'm applying for jobs, I view it as like a marketing opportunity. You're marketing yourself. So, as we all know in marketing, it's not necessarily 100% truthful. Like, you're not lying per se, but you're not exactly telling the entire truth either. Because when you're applying online, there is always that barrier between you and the HR person And that barrier is automated sorting So what happens is the computer goes through your resume And then sometimes there will be recommendations for HR uh, people regarding resumes That seem to meet the criteria more So what happens is you need to hit certain keywords for them to even glance at your resume So what I do when I submit my resume, I always take a look at the job posting and then I take a look at which skill sets they need. And then whichever skill sets that I can reasonably say that I have, I copy paste them (laughs) on my resume. It's not complete. Like, for example, somebody was looking for an HTML expert and obviously I'm not an HTML expert, but I wanted to try to apply. So I... Copy pasted that HTML expert and then I tweaked it to like basic knowledge of HTML. So you still hit the HTML keyword, but you're, no, not an HTML expert. So it's essentially you're marketing yourself and stretching the truth a bit because to be honest, jobs aren't 100% honest with you. That's true. When it comes to the job post things like usually they won't even post the salary so if they're going to cover up some of the bad things in their company you might as well put your best foot forward as well and say i am like this (laughs) but surprise let's
0: let's let's all just be disappointed with each other oh yeah yeah that's exactly the
1: case. of course of course you're not going to say things that you cannot prove right so for example if you say that you are fluent in i don't know if you're fluent in spanish but then they st- but then you're not fluent in spanish and then they ask to speak spanish obviously it's going to be a bad time for you because you lied on your resume so just make sure it's still the truth if you could say basic spanish like you know how to introduce yourself but you know still hit the keywords but <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> don't lie <laughs> completely
0: stretched Stretch truth is still truth. Yes.
1: Right. Yes, especially in marketing and job hunting. You need that money. So, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> You're, d- when you use this technique, for lack of a better term, technique, um, your mileage may vary. So, just keep that in mind if you do decide to adopt mm. the, this particular way of tweaking your resume in order to meet what they're looking for, mm. what your employers are looking for. Mm and employers Uh, did when you got employed did they make you talk to like the higher ups
1: oh yeah there was this one situation where uh they were sorry they were assholes and then they decided (laughs) (laughs) i hate panel interviews okay it just feels so outdated and to be fair the company that i was with was a very outdated company well it's not is it old it was it's definitely been around for a long time And so their hiring practices are archaic And they have this very intense sense of social hierarchy in the company yeah. So what they did was they had the um, CEO And then a couple of other department heads and then, they, and then they decided that They were going to take the top five candidates for that position And then they were going to line them up Like, I don't know I don't know how to describe it. It was just awful. So they lined us up on a table. And then the others, the the CEO and the other heads were at the other table. And then they started asking questions one by one. And then there were different questions. So essentially, it was like a competition. And then the cortisol levels and the stress levels were just rising. Because, <laughs> because you're not, like, it's so unprofessional. Okay, I get the idea that you want to see uh, how the candidate performs under pressure or maybe you just like the power trip of it maybe there are social studies that show that i don't know that that people who get hired under panel interviews are better than those who aren't (laughs) i have no idea i'm not hr personnel all i know is that it sucked because when i was nervous i was nervous because there were four other people there and then i was the last person who got the question oh my god it's so stressful.
0: the the way that's set up. I don't think that's conducive either. It's not conducive. It's, it's like you stressful. can't you can't be your best when you're you're constantly trying to think about other parties.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: But maybe their comf- your comfort is not their uh, problem. <laughs> oh yeah, I got hired
1: in that job, and my comfort was definitely not their concern. It was like. I, it was the first job Or it was the first official job that I had And I didn't know how to get Or grasp any red flags in jobs Right My my desire was to just shift from a part-time job To a full-time job And I was going to get any job That came my way for that money You know <laughs> So I was like Oh, I need to pay my rent I need to eat I want to buy things To live And so I must You know subject myself to yeah. this job hunting process yeah. it's just terrible oh my god that's that experience. also that's also
0: how i thought about it when i first got into the workforce it's like it doesn't matter what it is as long as i get hired so i can just subsist yeah <laughs> it's it's not a fun feeling when you're in that situation because it's it's a sort of a ticking time bomb you're just panicking all the time yeah and you're stressed damn. all the time Yeah. but and then you have to keep your focus because if you're just panicking all the time, you're never going to get high. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's like a vicious cycle of anxiety. Yeah. And, and you're
0: very lucky if you have people you can who support you while you're looking for a job. But if you don't, it's a rough roller coaster, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. You think you have the job, but you don't. Or you don't have the job. Then you do. Oh, man. <laughs> and then you find out it's not the job that they were asking for in their oh, posting. Oh, man. Which is terrible. The The process of um, getting a job has become very different compared to what it used to be just a few years ago. A few years ago, you had to show up to a place that you have never been to, all oh, soaked in sweat because you didn't know how much walking would be involved. <laughs> oh, man. In a oh. suit or something, in a shirt, uh, something that looked formal or professional. Yeah, yeah and it just you would go there you would get to the place and then you realize there are four or five other people who are also there for the same interview that you are in Mm and that completely just demoralizes you. Mm. And you're you're going to be there. You're tired while the other people who have been working there since forever look so fresh because they're so used to being there all the oh time. Oh my god. <laughs> and then oh. they you're, you're subjected to this battery of tests and interview and that's not it's awful it's because terrible. you're <laughs> because you're in a uh, you're in an environment you're not familiar with. Yeah. You have to deal with people who have all the power in that Particular space
1: Mm, Yeah, Although I think One of the best mind shifts Or mindset shifts That I experienced Because of uh, the cultural Shift in hiring practices Because of the COVID pandemic was uh, The idea that an employee Also has power to interview The company Like There's this idea that They're not just interviewing you But you're also interviewing them Like, life's too short to be at a bad company. Unless you need it for the money. But, you know. So, I don't know. It's It feels like in recent years, the power has been, or at least there have been more options for those looking for jobs. But I don't want to say that this situation applies for everybody because that's not the case in a lot of people's experiences. So...
0: Your mileage may vary. Yeah, your again. mileage varies a lot yeah. in that situation. You can't really say no to whatever their conditions are if you have if you have nothing to, uh, if you have no leverage. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think true. the only people who can do that, what you're saying, you know, interview the company as well, are the people mm. who actually have leverage. Oh, yeah, it's that's like a very good people point. People who've already proven themselves in the field, mm. they're the ones who can say, if you don't have a bidet in the office, I'm not gonna. Go to the <laughs> <office or laughs> things like that. <laughs>
1: that bidet is very essential.
0: <laughs> I, you know, we, my my cousin, she works in HR, I think, and we were talking about that how much. <laughs> oh man, we're talking. <laughs> she works in HR, and we were talking so about HR a while uh, ago. And and uh, that's one of the running jokes that we have is that the bidet is like a big. Um, Nadia Hollis It's like a wild card That you use to uh, earn, Encourage, yeah, people, encourage <laughs> to apply. people to Encourage people To apply And stay in the company It's like Oh uh, we can't give you For example Your asking price Is something like 30,000 bucks And they tell you We can only give you uh, Something like 27 or 25 And then They tell you But our bidet Is like <laughs> one of the most State of the art bidets <laughs> Out there Straight from Japan And <laughs> And then we would joke about How that would win over employees (laughs) (laughs) I won't lie
1: If I go If If I work Or if I know that in this location, it doesn't matter if I get the runs or it doesn't matter if my stomach decides to betray me and I know I'll be taken care of because there's <laughs> a bidet and there's always water and then there's an aircon that's on at 24-7. Oh my God, I will live there.
0: Yeah. But,
1: you know, I still would like <laughs> that money. <laughs> work,
0: work environment isn't exactly uh, the best in all companies. I, I remember this horror stories about uh, companies not giving air conditioning. To, hmm. to their people, which is mm. just terrible. And the
1: we live in a tropical country, yeah. and ha- not having aircon in an enclosed office is just terrible. It's inhumane. Okay, yeah. it's just terrible. Oh my god!
0: And you'd think that by now, these kinds of environments no longer exist, but they do.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of companies that are cost-cutting and. Taking advantage of people who have not the best situations in life, so. So when you're when you're applying
0: for yeah. a job, be picky with reason, with the, <laughs> be picky and be reasonable, All right? Yeah. And just like Miss Caramel said earlier, life's too short to be in a miserable job unless you have no other choice. Mm. So if you're using that job in order for you to. Uh, get a different job that'll pay better or has, you know, just generally better or has something that you're looking for, man, we wish you all the power and all the best.
1: Yeah, no shame in getting a job that you are you don't like. But, you know, you have to work to survive. So there's... <laughs> yeah. Go you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go you.
0: You know, I I remember all those people who uh, have things like master classes. Like they, they go to um. school after going to work
1: yeah yeah oh my god <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah. I, I there was a time when i was delusional and thought i should take up a master's course while i was working and it was but just a bad experience it, it my didn't god because
0: i i I, uh, I witnessed all of it <laughs> and not only did she stress herself out she stressed me out too <laughs> i'm so sorry oh my god
1: okay the situation was like this it was I think it was back in 2017 2018 where there were like online classes weren't popular yet so what happened was i had to commute after work for like an hour to get to school and then classes vice would versa. run from <laughs> yeah and vice versa i had to commute another hour to get home and classes were like once a week so they'd run for like two to three hours depending on the teacher so i'd get home at around 10 and and for everybody's information I usually sleep at 9 so I was asleep in the bus (laughs) and then (laughs) I don't live in the safest of countries so I had no idea if I was gonna still wake up after I fell asleep (laughs) so I had to go home at 10 and then I had to wake up in the morning at 5 because the job started at 7 and I had to make sure I was getting my yoga in because you know stressed out and I needed to make sure (laughs) that I was taking care of my physical health as long as with my mental health and had to make sure the job is going it was just terrible oh my god
0: to those of you who are doing that you know taking classes after work i i truly believe that you guys are of a different level yes you, you, guys, are, you guys are built different than you know people like me people like me we clock out and it's just hobby time <laughs> 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 uh and well going back to getting hired Getting <laughs> After you, the process of getting hired is really rough, as we have mentioned repeatedly <laughs> oh, man, in this yeah. podcast. But if you do get hired, then congratulations. Uh, we hope that the job that you get hired in is the job that you're actually looking for. And just some pieces of advice. Always... I don't know. What, what piece of advice way- <laughs> would you be able to give, Ms. Caramel?
1: I guess the piece of advice that I would give would be to make friends with the important people at your work. But, or like, I'm assuming you're going to get the job, right? So when you get the job, always make friends with the important people at work, and that's not necessarily your boss, right? Sometimes it's uh, the secretary who knows everybody, and then they're the gatekeeper to all other meetings, or maybe the janitor is the one you need to make friends with because they know all the gossip, right? So make sure that you are friends with key personnel in the job And once you get the job Never, ever, ever, ever tell them that you are going to resign until (laughs) (laughs) Sorry Never show any discontent until Sorry, I'm sorry (laughs) I know that's not applicable for all situations But never tell them that you're going to resign Because they're not going to do you any favors And tell you when they're going to fire you but in terms of like advice for job hunting I have, uh, I have an advice
0: and this goes back to uh now that i think about it i have one piece of advice and i hope this reaches every university or every college <laughs> student out there it's the chicken and the egg problem where you have to have experience to get hired but to get hired you know yeah Uh, you have to get hired in order to gain experience yeah yeah my advice would be this while you're still studying try to get into things like uh uh, charity work organizations internships things like that or if your school or your university have some clubs go there yeah there and help out organize events Mm. so on and so forth compete so that they know that you have the experience of whatever it is that they're looking for
1: yeah that's good advice
0: so that when you come out of, you know, school, they can see that you are actually doing something with your life. <laughs> not just studying uh, in uni. Mm,
1: yeah, that's true.
0: That's the, that's the most solid advice that I can give and mm-hmm. one that I did not do myself. <laughs> <I> <laughs> no, <was> no. <laughs> still university. I thought being in the university just meant, you know, partying all night. And then I quickly realized that was not the case because I was going to get my ass kicked <laughs> out of my university if I did not... Put all my time studying, which I still did not. I just played video games all the time. Oh, no.
1: (laughs) But you still graduated, so congratulations. (laughs) By some
0: unknown force, not saying God, but (laughs) (laughs) but by some unknown force, it could be God, could be not, I was able to, uh, things aligned it's it's almost more rare than you know the planets aligning (laughs) i would say i would dare say (laughs) but i I got my dysfunctional butt out of college (laughs) somehow and am now working and congrats (laughs) 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 it's like out of the frying pan (laughs) into the fire fire.
1: (laughs) oh wait wait sorry i found i remember another piece of advice that might work for job hunters which is to like send one resume every day because if you send one resume every day at least then one way or another you're going to get somebody who will interview you
0: right yeah and
1: it takes away the pressure of sending resumes because if you only send one uh, resume you worked on for a week that's it only takes one job to um reject you but if you send one resume every day seven jobs have to reject you and that's less likely so yeah.
0: so it's a uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket kind of advice yes so i guess that's it for this episode i hope you guys enjoyed i hope you guys realized how difficult it is to get a job oh, man. and i hope <laughs> you steal yourselves uh, your emotions and Gather as much grit as you can because, man, if you're not, if you're not a high-value asset, it's going to be difficult to get into the workforce.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: All right, plebs, that's it for the, this, <laughs> this episode. We'll see you again next week. See you. Bye, guys.